Welcome to The Truth Must Be Told. I hope that you have been enjoying this podcast. We have covered many subjects, and, you know, we're going to continue to do that. The response has been excellent, and I will continue to bring you quality podcasts from which you can learn and perhaps give you some hope in this uncertain world. If you have missed any episodes, you can go to thetruthmustbetold.org, and you will find a link for anchor.fm, which will allow you to listen to previous podcasts absolutely free. It's free to visit the site and free to listen. And while you're there, consider hitting Hitting that support button and help this ministry to continue to grow around the world. Thank you for your support and for joining me here on The Truth Must Be Told. Wow, there is a lot to talk about today. So let's have a chat on The Truth Must Be Told. He's just ignorant. He doesn't know any better than to tell the truth. It's the truth. I just want to report the truth. It'd be a nice change of pace. When in doubt, tell the truth. Edward, I tried to tell the truth and it kicked me off the air. You can't handle the truth! And now, speaking the truth, even though it hurts, here's the host of The Truth Must Be Told, Sal Passos. Hello, 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 everyone. Hello, hello. Let me get my microphone turned up here a bit. I hope everybody is well today. Today, is uh, there's a lot going on, and I need to... Just bring a few things to your attention, and <clears throat> hopefully we'll get some prayer time in, and uh, we'll just see uh, where the Lord takes the program today. It's been an interesting weekend. I was there. Uh, we were here on Saturday. We met, and uh, we had a we had a great show. And we're going to be uh, continuing in our great shows. This is episode number eighty-eight. Believe it or not, I just got a report from the website, and this is why it's so important that you guys uh, consider supporting us here. The website has now, um, it's it's up 114% in, uh, in clicks or viewership or whatever you want to call it. Excuse me. So things are going well. I really want to start working on that. So if any of you listeners out there uh, have experience with a website and uh, would like to give me a hand with that. Uh, we can coordinate and uh, get together. Just uh, reach out to me at uh, either on Facebook at, uh, through private messaging or uh, best off actually going to the website. The truth must be told. Uh, yeah, the truth. The truth must be told. Ninety three at gmail dot com, and uh, say I want to help with the website in the um, in the um, subject line. It would really be great. And also. Also, 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 what's happening? Also, there is, um, uh, oh, I'm continuing to ask people to, there's just so much, so much to talk about today. I don't know if we're even going to get to everything today. Uh, I'm asking people to continue to uh, consider sending me stories. And I know this, I know this is such a controversial subject for many, many people. <clears throat> but I think it's very, very important that we get out there with the truth. I mean, that's what I'm all about here, about the truth. And if we can't present the truth in uh, from a biblical perspective, you know, then it's not worth it. But there are so many people out there that are being duped and lied to about certain things. And I'm really asking, if you've had an experience with paranormal, if you've had an angel visitation, you don't have to, I will not put out details on the air, okay? I will not. But I'm interested in your stories, okay? I still have not have anybody else. I've got three stories so far. I cannot fill a show with three stories. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I cannot pull a show with three stories, and I really would like for you to. I know there are people out there listening that have had uh, run-ins with uh, with uh, with with demonic activity, with uh, ghosts. Don't be afraid to share your story. It is it is uh, you know they're not going to come and get you because you mentioned it, you know. But if you've had an experience with a UFO, if you've had an experience with Bigfoot, um. You know, angelic experience, you know, you've had a visitation from angels, you've had uh, anything along those lines. I would be interested in hearing them, and I'm sure the listeners would be too. And we can look at things from a biblical perspective. So if you have a question about it, you know, we can we can look at things from a biblical point of view, because there are biblical reasons for these things happening. And we're in the last days, so there's a lot of stuff that's going on. And Little by little, we're losing our freedom, and there's so much hypocrisy out there. I'm going to talk a little bit about hypocrisy today. And there's so much going on out there that, you know, the, the Christian has got to be scratching his head and say, Lord, where do we fit in? What do we do in this situation? Yet there's, there's, yet we have to turn to his word, and we have to look to see what his word says. His word is very clear. You know, and this is this, you know, you pick up the Bible and you look in it and you pray and you ask God to show you and you look up references and you look up things and you make sure that whatever, whoever you listen to, even me, even if you listen to me, when I say something uh, scriptural, I challenge you to look it up. And if you think it's wrong, then hey, the truth must be told 93 at gmail.com. Check it out. Say, Sal, I don't, I think you were wrong there. Okay. Uh, so don't, don't, um, feel that you're, you know, you're going to insult me or make me feel bad or something along those lines. I, I really, I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel bad. All right. I'm, I'm open to listen to what other people have to say. Uh, also I am trying to set up a, a time with a gentleman. Um, uh, his name is, uh, hold on, let me get his name here. Because I think you'll find his uh, experience is a little di- bit uh, interesting. He has uh, he has written a book, uh, which I started reading, and uh, um, I'm uh, he's um, the book is called. Where did you use the book? Uh, come on, where is this here? Oh, here it is. Uh, the book is called The Peacemaker's Path. And it's written by uh, Jerry, Jerry Zare. And I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Jerry. Z-E-H-R. And I'm going to have Jerry on probably within another couple of weeks because I want to talk to him uh, in regards to some of these things about, um, about different spiritual things. But what he has is he is, his whole book is about, um, uh, about having... Um, Hold on, let me see if I can help this out here a little bit, because I'm trying to read it, and I can't with these. Okay, uh, what he does is he gives, it, it is a daily readings from the world's major religions that offers readers a connection to build bridges of peace in a fraught world. And what he does is he, he does comparisons to the different religions and lets them know, um, you know, that, you know, things about different beliefs from different religions, everything from, you know, to Indian spiritual, uh, you know, Native American uh, religion, um, 
you know, Buddhism, uh, Islam, those kind of things. And, uh, you know, he puts them into, he, he's, what he's trying to do is he's trying to connect everybody together. And I think it's very interesting. I don't think he's going to be into that, uh, you know, the coexist type of thing, uh, attitude. I don't see that in uh, what I'm reading so far, but it's just interesting. And I think it's important that you know, that you know, and you understand other religions and where they're coming from. And this way you can better one, you can uh, better minister to them because you understand where they're coming from. Uh, and, and two, it, it will kind of like close the gap of, um, of, you know, what's, what's, what everybody's afraid of. I'm not afraid to study other religions. My religion is, my, my beliefs in Christ are pretty sound. <clears throat> so, and I've got to get in contact with Jerry so he can come on and, and we could discuss this. But I'm really excited about this. I've had to do, I've had to lead a praise and worship service for a interdenominational uh, prayer meeting. And, you know, I'm from, a. I came from, I'm, you know, I am, I'm Pentecostal. I came from a Pentecostal church, and our worship was clearly Pentecostal. But in this meeting were Baptists, Catholics, uh, Presbyterians, Methodists. There were all kinds of people from uh, different walks of life from around this town and this community or county. And we were trying to um, get together with all these uh, religious leaders. And man, let me tell you, we had a time of worship. And I was complimented from everybody in there, from every group, this is where it should be, you know, and and um, and uh, not to me. It was the Holy Spirit. I, you know, we we had prayed, and we got ready for this thing, and we prayed because I was leading the praise and worship uh, for this thing, and my group was coming up. My band, I was leading. A, I had a praise and worship band at this church we were in. And we were going to this place, and oh my gosh, you know, the Holy Spirit just fell on that place. And we were able to minister to one another in Christ. It was very, very exciting. Now, if we could take that beyond to those who do not believe that Jesus is, is, is Christ, Jesus is the Lord, Jesus is God, and but we can bridge the gaps, I think that's very important. And I want Jerry to come on and talk about that. So, And he's going to come on and discuss his book and what it's all about. And I'm going to put some questions together for him, and we're going to, um, we're going to discuss um, a few things. All right, so that being said, uh, what else is happening? The, uh, the listenership is growing. Hello to all you people out there in Ohio. Now, Ohio... Ohio. And I've got people in California too. Now you people in Ohio and in California, you guys are in Bigfoot Central over there. So you've got to, there's got to be stuff going on. If you know of anybody that's had an experience, you want to share it. It's okay. I won't mention names. I won't put, put locations on there, but the show is, is going to be interesting because I do want to tap into those. Uh, I, I want to get in and talk about this because we're, we're in the, as I said, I don't mean to keep repeating myself, and <clears throat> maybe I'm going uh, going around this in the wrong way, but we are in the end times right now, more so than ever before. Okay, we in the 1980s, a book came out called "1980s Countdown to Armageddon." I still have a copy of it on my bookshelf back there, and in that he laid out, and that was by Hal Lindsey, who's on uh, TV now. I haven't watched his show in a long time, so I don't know where he's standing. But in that book, he laid out quite a bit. And he didn't think we were going to get past the year 2000. You know, I mean, 
But now here we are in 2021. Here we are in 2021, and we've got um, all of this stuff going on out there with um, – you see the breakdown of society, especially here in America. We're seeing it more than ever before. So there's, um, there's a lot of garbage going on. We've got in the name of the COVID vaccine and the COVID stuff, they want to shut things down. They want to do, they want to start this nonsense all over again, which means that the church is going to have problems and we're going to, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. So as a Christian, we have to balance between our, you know, what our patriotic duty is as a citizen of this country and where we stand as a Christian. And sometimes those things tend to interweave into one another because I'm of the firm belief that this country was started on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our founding fathers wanted a triune system. So we have the executive branch, we have the the judicial branch, and we have the uh, the legislative branch. And each one watches over each other. It's three. Three acting as one. So I, I really believe that they, it's not just based on that, there are other things as well. But I believe that that we as Christians, because this is a Christian nation, and I believe we're a Christian nation. So Mr. Obama, you're wrong when he says this is not a Christian nation. Well, you don't speak for everybody. You don't speak for me. All right, you don't speak for me. You don't speak for, for thousands of people out there, millions of people out there, who disagree with you. Now, whether you're, you're Catholic, you're Baptist, you're whatever, you, you call yourself well, well, under that Christian realm, there are more Christians in this country than anything else. And this country was founded on that gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you, you find that hard to believe, well, you, you better do some research on your history and you find these things out, all right? Now, this in the name of COVID, though, they're going to start shutting things down. And the hypocrisy that we see, all right, if, I don't know if you remember during the uh, first group of shutdowns that last year that uh, Governor Newsom, I believe it was, out in California, even though everything was, was closed and had to be there, he had an indoor um, dinner with his family and friends and they weren't wearing masks. And, you know, again, it's one of these things of do as I say, don't do as I do. All right, they have, and you know, Nancy Pelosi going out there without a mask, getting her hair done. After telling people they shouldn't do it, the hypocrisy is rampant, especially on the left. You know, can you, all right, so here, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a a little, um, I'm going to tell you a little, I'm going to cover a couple of news. So here's some breaking news. Hey, we're going to hire, we hire nothing but the best here. All right, so what's news today? All right, so here's, here's what's going on. All right, now, if you are interested in getting COVID, now, here's, this, is a great, this is a great thing here, guys. If you're interested in getting COVID, and I'm not talking about getting the vaccine, I'm talking about getting COVID, perhaps you can get invited to Obama's house on Martha Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard. You know, roughly 500 guests and about 200 people are going to be there to service those guests, and uh, they're going to celebrate his 60th birthday party. Nice super spreader event there. So if you can get an invite, you may be able to go there and, and you can uh, and you can uh, 
possibly contract the disease. Now, that's something you could do. Of course, I'm being I'm putting a foot in the mouth here. It's not a it's not a good thing to get the to get the uh, to, to get the COVID. I, I don't want I don't wish that on anybody. <coughs> welcome to the welcome to the oh truth. stop. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. I meant to hit the the mute button. And I hit the show button. I apologize. There goes my whole era of professionalism. Um, but yeah, I don't want to wish that on anybody. It is it, there are a lot of people out there that are sick from this thing, and uh, we don't we don't know whether it's you know and honestly I don't know whether it's the flu, or if it's if it's just uh, you know COVID. So we don't seem to hear about the flu anymore, and thousands of people die each year from the flu. But we don't seem to hear about that uh, too much anymore. So, well, catch us, catch can. It is what it is. All right. So, um, so this has been a buzz in the news right now. I mean, a lot of people, even even some of the uh, people who tend to lean on the left, are criticizing Obama for having this party and a, and a possibility of it being a super spreader, especially, especially since the CDC is released numbers. I've got it right here. The CDC, for people who have had the vaccine, I didn't plan to read this today, but and I'm not going to read it. I just want to read you the headline. The CDC, uh, and this is from, um, where is this from? It's from Brian Chivalry, editor of Health Impact News, okay? CDC says 11,940 people are dead, 618,648 injuries and 1,175 unborn babies dead following COVID-19 shots. It's right there. Black and white. Okay. Not lying to you here. This is from, uh, yeah, medical, medicalkidnap.com. That's what it's called, medicalkidnap.com. Uh, this guy, uh, Brian uh, Shulhavi, is from Health Impact News, and he is, in spite of the U.S. government, CDC verified facts about these COVID-19 shot. They're continuing to administer them, but now the big push is to mandate them as a requirement for both employment in government and private sector jobs. All right, so this is all bad stuff. Um 518,000 cases where vaccine is, uh, this is, um, there's some data release. There's a little chart here. There's a little chart for, um, I'm going to put it up in front of the screen here, so I don't know if you could see all that. But the uh, death from uh, COVID-19 is, uh, COVID, uh, death from the uh, vaccinations are 11,000. Permanent disabilities are 12,000. Office visits are 90,000. These are all from people who have gone. Emergency room visits, emergency doctor room visits, hospitalized, hospitalized prolonged. This is all from the, the percentages are here, and they're absolutely amazing. Uh, under three years of age, there have been a um, patient died. So under three years of age, 3,447 children have died. Of patients that have died, that makes up 56%, 56.81% of the total deaths caused by the COVID vaccine. All right, so in my age group, which is going to be from the 44 to 65-year group, accounts for 
Uh, for those of you who do listen to me, most of you guys uh, and gals are in that percentage. Uh, 65 to 75 years old, we're, we, we represent 6% of the part of the deaths that have taken place from the, from the vaccine. Uh, but the highest percentage of children under three that have received the vaccine, children's three to six, 1.57, six to nine years, 0.74, nine to 12 years, and so on and so on, ad infinitum, ad nauseum. So they are, this is a, this is a, um, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this um, COVID vaccine and what it's doing to us and, and everything else. But, uh, you know, with, with, um, with all the things that are happening now, we've got, um, we've got, uh, Peter Ducey was at the White House today, and he was asking uh, whatever her name is, Pisaki, that's his, um, uh, Biden's press secretary, you know, and uh, she always does a lot of crazy things. But uh, so when they were questioned from him, questioning him about that, you know, this is what they got. They got crickets for answers. No, and actually... I actually do have the sound. I do have the sound bite. Um, in all fairness, this is what here is the question. Peter Ducey is asking the question about Obama's um, super spreader event. So uh, here, take a listen, and we'll see what happens from there. Okay, and then just about COVID safety. Uh, is President Obama setting the wrong example about how serious COVID nineteen is by hosting a big birthday party with hundreds of people this week? Well, I would certainly refer you to uh, the team who is working for my former boss to give you more specifics of what the protocols are in place. But I would note first that former President Obama has been a huge advocate of individuals getting vaccinated. Uh, when CDC provided has provided what CDC has provided guidance on is for indoor settings in high or substantial high zones of COVID cases. This event, according to all the public reporting, is outdoors and in a moderate zone. But in addition, there is testing requirements and other steps they are taking, which I'm sure they can outline for you in more detail. But is there any concern, just because as you've said here, and you've had people saying over the last couple of days, vaccinated people can still spread this Delta variant uh, around. So is there concern that this President Obama birthday party might become a super spreader event. Well, I think, Peter, the guidance is about what steps people can take uh, when they're in public settings. Indoor settings specifically was the new guidance to keep themselves and others safe. In terms of what protocols uh, they are taking, I would refer you to them, and I'm sure they can give you more details. And just last one. So people who are watching this at home and they see, well, President Obama can have a party with several hundred people, should they think that it is okay for them to have a party with several hundred people now? Well, we certainly advise everyone to follow public health guidelines, uh, which I know the former president, who is a huge advocate of getting vaccinated, of following the guidance of public health experts, would certainly advocate for himself as well. Okay. In case you were wondering what that noise was, that was her tap dancing around the question. You notice he didn't even, uh, she didn't even respond to the question of the people that have had the uh, virus or had the injection can become spreaders. And, uh, so this is uh, this was interesting the way she tap dance around it. So also today on the news, let's see what else came out today. There's been a lot of a um, lot of controversy. Got to talk to the sound man. He's late on those cues. All right, uh, New York becomes the first U.S. city to mandate COVID vaccines to enter restaurants, gyms, etc. 
Now, the social media is a buzz about this. And not only is, uh, is um, you know, Governor Cuomo, uh, hey, Cuomo brothers, my dad went to school with your dad, okay? I know what you guys are about, all right? He, 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 yeah. Okay, so anyway, um, you guys, they're, clo- they're, they're really... They're really, uh, really pushing out. I don't know why New York wants to keep voting these people into office when they're they're planning now on shutting down everything again. What he's saying is now that he is, they're not going to allow you won't be able to go into a restaurant if you haven't had the COVID vaccine. And as I said, social media is buzzing about this. And the question is, are they out of their minds? I mean, literally, are they out of their minds? Don't they realize that it's a, it's number one, it's a violation of your privacy. Okay, you're, you're guaranteed your health information is not to be spread around to a lot of different people. If you want to, if you want to, um, you want to tell people all about yourself, go right ahead. But there should be no law that requires that you give out your information to anybody, to anybody. Um, you know, we're, we're coming to the place where, I mean, look at what's happening. I mean, okay, so from a biblical perspective, we, we talked about this on the, uh, as it was in the days of Noah, where we're seeing the... You know, we're seeing technology rise. You know, we're all in this 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 really great stuff, and we're all um, doing all these wonderful things. Now, um, how many of you in school had to read George Orwell? You know, both I think it was Animal Farm and the uh, and the uh, 1984. Well, this is an interesting quote from George Orwell. And he said, uh, "Every record has been destroyed." Uh, quote quote Every record has been destroyed or falsified, every book rewritten, every picture repainted, every statue, street, and building renamed, every date altered, and the process continues day by day. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. That was from George Orwell in his book 1984. Now, the interesting thing, You know, look, um, we're getting to that point where the state is telling us what we can do and what we can't do. And we're, 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 we're moving into a very dangerous time here. So as Christians, what do we do? As Christians, what do we do? We, we have to stand for the gospel. We have to stand for our faith and our beliefs. We have to. But what's happening now is that they're, they're using this, this COVID thing to sneak in there and now say, well, unless you people are vaccinated, you're not going to be able to go to church. Is this the mark of the beast? I mean, seriously. They're not going to allow you into restaurants, gyms. What is it going to be, grocery stores soon? And no one will be able to buy or sell, save that he have the mark of the beast, the name or the number of his name? Is this going to have to be? Is this part of it? I don't know. I'd like to be. I'd like to be interested in hearing your thoughts. Your thoughts on the matter, if you think this uh, vaccine is is becoming the mark of the beast. Just a uh, just food for thought.
food for thought there. Um, but yeah, I mean, so many people now they're 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 saying you won't be able to do this, you won't be able to do that until you get this vaccine. So let me ask. Um, but I want to ask you, people. All right. All right. There's an increase in the COVID. Could it be that's because we have are allowing millions of un of illegal aliens into our country that have not been vaccinated, that are carrying the COVID and other diseases with them? Do you know in California they don't talk about it too much, but in California, and I'm sure it's true in other states. There are many, many people, uh, they're, they're seeing diseases and sicknesses that they've never seen before. Why? Why? Well, because we're getting all of these, these people coming in from other countries that have not been vaccinated. They've not been, uh, they don't have the, the, the polio vaccines, the, you know, the, 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 all the things that we would get as children, they're not there anymore. So good luck with that. All right. Look, I'm going to continue with this in a moment, but I'm going to take a break. Just uh, bear with me here as we take our uh, commercial break and pay some bills. Uh, Right here, just stand by, and Truth Must Be Told will be right back. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for that. Thank you for joining me here on the second half of The Truth Must Be Told. <clears throat> we got to talk a lot Tuesday here going on. Lots to talk about today. So um, this is uh, really, this is really crazy because there's so much stuff going on here. Um, I just see something here that just came across a meme that just came across my page. Uh, Chuck Schumer said in 2009, people who enter the United States without permission are illegal aliens, and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who entered the United States legally. Yeah, there we go. How about that? Well, what's wrong with that? Well, because now he's saying that they, sh- they should just be able to come in and we give them all this free stuff. So uh Bible says in James 1.8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and this is what we're seeing. These people don't follow scripture. They don't follow the, they they don't even speak for us nine times out of 10. They're speaking for their own agenda. And that's not right. We, we have got to put our foot down. All right. So not talking from the Christian perspective right now, let's talk from the, uh, from political, uh, yeah, a political perspective. If you are, you, you want your freedoms given away. You know, you think it's all well and good now, but, you know, you ah, it'll be fine. You know, little by little, it's going to go away, and we don't want that to happen in this country. No, 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 a thousand times no. We do not want our freedoms taken away because those freedoms, 
that men and women have bled and died for through the years, that our founding fathers lost their lands, their properties. They were wanted criminals by the British government because they dared to stand up to start a new nation, okay, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. But this one nation has got to be uh, kept in, in, in good working order, because if it's not, we're going to lose our freedoms, we're going to lose our liberties. Now that affects us as Christians. And if it gets there too late, if we have Christians don't wake up and say, oh my goodness, you know, now they're going to start banning us from churches unless we get the COVID shot, but that goes against my, my beliefs. Look, let me tell you something. They're looking to take your beliefs and throw them out the window. All right, they, don't, they want to get rid of the guns. They want to get rid of the churches. They want to run this place as you'd think. Look, go back and watch. Look it up. It's got to be on YouTube somewhere, on wherever you, you, you got to find it. It's out there someplace. Go find the Twilight Zone episode, The Obsolete Man. Okay, with uh, Burgess Meredith is one of the many times he appears on the Twilight Zone. I guess he liked being on that. But there's one episode called The Obsolete Man, where now he's a Christian, he's a godly man, and he's a librarian. But since they've thrown away all the books, because we don't we don't do away with history, they've considered that job being obsolete. So now, since he's obsolete, he has to be executed. They find he has no, no place in the, in the country, in the world for him. He's considered obsolete. And it's a great episode. I think, you know, if you get a chance to watch it, but it says that the state has deemed, the state has deemed that Bibles were illegal and in and of itself held the death penalty. You don't think we're coming to something like that nowadays? I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm trying to show you... <clears throat> That once our freedoms begin to erode away, little by little by little, here and there, here and there, okay, then, you know, we become more accustomed to it. We become accustomed to it, and we say, oh, well, that's just the way it is. So, the example of the frog in the water. If you take a frog and throw him in a boiling water, he'll jump right out, right? But if you put a frog in cold water and put that on the stove and slowly heat it, he'll sit there and boil himself to death because he's, he's grown accustomed to it. Little by little, he gets used to it. And that's where we're at now. We're like frogs in boiling water. Uh, and we're, we are l- allowing our freedoms to be taken away a little bit at a time. They buy, they, they chop at it, chop at it, chop at it a little bit here and a little bit there. And I think that that's, that's a very, very sad situation. And we're, we've got to move into this, um, we've got to move into this attitude of, you know, as Christians, do we defend our country? Yes, absolutely. I believe we should. Your choice, though. Okay, your choice. But don't mock anybody who does. Don't put down anybody who does. God, Two people have laid down their life for you. Jesus Christ laid down his life for your sins. And the American soldier has laid down his life for your freedoms, for your liberty. So let's not use 
the political rec- correctness. Let's not use this kind of stuff as um, a means to forget our freedoms and forget what God has established here in this country. God can heal our land. He can. He can. Uh, I was just reading to you the other day. I've, I've been I'm going through the Bible, uh, cover to cover. And I find it, you know, I find it difficult at times because when you get to the, you know, this one begot that, and that one begat this one, and this one was there, and this one was running down the street with that one, and, and whatever. <laughs> it gets a little. I'm not trying to mock. I'm just saying it gets a little. Um, it gets a little tedious sometimes because, uh, you know, you're you're you. <laughs> you want to read through. Well, what am I getting out of this? You know, it's it's. Uh, you know, it's it's tough sometimes. It is really tough sometimes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, here we go. So God is, is speaking to the children of Israel. And, uh, and this he says, he says, uh, If I shut up the heavens so that, no, so that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, And my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So in other words, the other side of that reference is if we're disobeying God and being, being, um, uh, you know, we're being disobedient, we're being rebellious children, that he said here, if I must, if I shut up the rain, or if I command locusts to devour the land, or I send pestilence. So is God sending pestilence on this country? Has he removed uh, Donald Trump from our midst so that we can wake up and see? I think we're, 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 we're in the midst of, the I think, the greatest altar call in history right now. Seriously, there are people out there that, you know, are... are questioning what's going on. Christian, you have the greatest opportunity to witness for Christ as it is. You know, tell people, are you a good person? Well, let's take a look at that, you know, and you could you could talk to them about it. You could say, well, look at the stuff that's happening today in this country. We need to repent as a country. As Christians, we need to repent, that we have allowed this kind of stuff to go on. You know, with with the stuff that's happening today, with all the the, the stuff that's going on, prayer getting removed from schools, you know who I blame for that? I blame the church. The church began to get wishy-washy as it was coming up. We got this new thing going on. The um, oh, I forgot what it was called. It was uh, we talked about it in the books of Noah, in the um, the days of Noah. I think in the first one I talked about that. That they um, what was it? A reform time. Um, you know, that in the education, the education system and the way we had, uh, we was religious apostasy, travel, city building. Okay, so there are eight things. Um, oh, modernism, that's what it was called. After World War One, a new form of expression was taking place called modernism. It was considered a break with the past ways of thinking in literature, visual, architecture, uh, visual art, architecture, dance, and music. It has been suggested that modernism ended sometime in the 50s and 60s, but I believe that it's still alive and well. 
uh, especially in the church, because they're looking for new ways of doing things. Uh, and I said this before, that the looking at Cain and Abel, Cain was a typical modernist religious, but he was unsaved. Abel was a fundamentalist who was slain by Cain. Cain was not an atheist. He believed in God, but he, did, he believed in God, but did not believe God. I'm sure that both Cain and Abel were tutored in the ways of sacrifice by their parents. But Cain was a religious apostate who believed he could ignore God's plan of salvation and substitute it for a religion of good works, ethics, culture, and human righteousness. Because when you look at the sacrifice between Cain and Abel, you know, I'm sure that, that, that Cain's sacrifice was a beautiful one. He brought the fruit from the ground. He worked and toiled to put together and made it, very, made it difficult in spite of the curse that was on the ground. But God rejected his offering because he ignored the blood. And that's what he was, that's what he was trying to get at. I want to go into that too much, but there is the reason is the modernism as we're seeing that in the church today. We don't want to talk about the blood. We don't want to talk about salvation. We don't want to do that because it might offend somebody. You know, we want to, uh, we, we're going to do things the way we think God wants it done instead of going to the Word of God and doing it according to the Word of God and what God says He wants. So we're, 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 we're losing this. I hope I'm not losing you because I feel like I'm, 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 going out here on a, on a tangent somewhere. But trust me, to, trust me to believe that we're seeing this in the church today. You know, we, can't, we, we don't have the same church as in the book of Acts. The, the, when you, I challenge you to look at the book of Acts, read through it, and see what the church was like. See how the church got started, first with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? The day of Pentecost— and how the Holy Spirit was poured out. And Peter, who was the shy guy who was denying Christ before, stood up in the midst and said, No, men and men of Jerusalem, these in Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, uh, these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day, but is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And he goes on and he preaches what Joel was talking about, that how the outpouring of the Holy Spirit would come. And he talked about, and he started talking about Jesus and how David, and he goes through the whole thing, how Jesus was, 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 uh, was brought out in the Old Testament, how David even talked about him, and um, all of these things. And you know what? Thousands of people got saved. You know, the, 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 so, you know, I mean, let's see here. So when they heard his words, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? And they said, Repent, and let each of you be baptized in the name of, the, of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, so then they were, uh, they were baptized, and about 3,000 souls were added to the church that day. 3,000 people got saved. Talk about an altar call. And everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wondrous signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing with them all, as anyone might have need. And day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is great. This is exciting. 
you know, people were selling things and, and, uh, you know, I mean, this was, this was awesome. Awesome. And we can go into a study of the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues and stuff like that. If you'd like to do that at some point, we can do that because there's so much there. It's just one of the gifts. It's a minor gift, really. But it is so powerful. Oh, it's just so awesome. But the church, the church is what was, uh, the church started. It was very powerful. And there were no, none of them, you read the book of Acts, and none of them were in need. And we're not seeing that today. We're not seeing that. Oh, some churches have programs, excuse me. Some churches have programs that um, that they use to to um, you know to help the poor, to help the needy. That's and that's all well and good. And God bless you for doing that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the scripture is pr- pretty clear. When you see a brother in need and you have a means to 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 supply that need, saying to them, uh, "I'll pray for you. God bless you. Go on your way." That is not what God wants. And I hope that the Lord doesn't hold us accountable for those things because I don't know how many times people have cried out for help. And people say, I'll pray for you. I, I encourage you, pick up the phone. I talked about this on the last podcast. Pick up the phone. Talk to somebody. Okay? Encourage them in the Lord that, that don't be discouraged, don't be down. You know? Why? Because God is in control. And we used to say this, you know, sing this, uh, You may be down today, but help is on the way. Dark clouds may dim your skies, but he'll answer by and by. If you take one step He'll take two. You'll be amazed at what the Lord can do. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed out begging for bread. Huh? Yeah, those, you know, those old-time courses that mean something? God doesn't want you out there. He's, he, you are a child of his. He does not want you wanting and hurting. Yeah, we're going to go through tough times. You know, like Moses, he didn't remove the Red Sea. He made a way for them to go through it. When they were in the midst of the storm, he calmed the storm. He let them go through the storm. There's one point that says they were immediately on the other side. God takes you through it. He wants you to rely on him, totally depending on him. I know it may seem impossible. There's so many things. I mean, but when you listen, I go back and listen to the, the testimony of Teddy, of Ted, uh, my interview with him, Teddy Diorama, on how God lifted him out of this dung heap that he was in, literally a crap pile, okay, of a life, and brought him to this joy. He has a ministry now where he ministers to those who are, have addictions. God lifted him up out of that. Why? Because God loves you. God loves him. God loves you. He wants to 
shower you with so many blessings that they can't, uh, that you can't even, you know, give and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. Now, I say, you don't have to give money necessarily. You know somebody that has a need? Maybe you have a way of supplying that need. Maybe somebody needs a ride to the doctor. Maybe they need, you know, $10 for gas in their car. Maybe they need uh, to get to the grocery store. You know, maybe they need a grass cut. You got that nice big riding mower that you bought? Throw it on the back of that trailer that you bought to move it on. Bring it down to somebody's house with your fancy weed whackers and cut the grass for them. You know, enjoy a little fellowship with them. Say, hey, I know you're you know you can't get to church, you're shut in. How about we uh we come over and, and, and spend some time with you? It's not such a bad idea, is it? Lord, where do you want me to go with this? God, I don't want to say this. <laughs> if you hear that little dinging in the background, by the way, that's not angels chiming or anything spectacular there. That's my wind chimes, my Alabama wind chimes up there on the window because I got the fan blowing as it is 76 degrees in my office right now. <clears throat> but um, there were, uh, when you look in the book of Acts, I mean, you just read this stuff, uh, just so much about what's, what, what's going on and how the Holy Spirit was poured out on the believers and how people got saved and how people were, uh, how how people were, uh, you know, they sold their properties and they gave them away to other. I'm not saying you have to sell your house or sell your car or anything like that, but uh, you know, I've had I've blessed people like that before. I'm not doing that to pat myself on the back. God knows what it is. I'm not even going to mention it. But when the Holy Spirit moves on you, you 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 move. You say yes, Lord, and you be obedient, and God will pour out a blessing for you. Don't let the things of this world, do not let the things of the, uh, don't let the things of this world darken up your outlook on life. Yes, we're coming into some very, very bad times. It may very well be that we may not be able to go to church unless we get a vaccine. We may not be able to buy or sell, save if we get that vaccine. So we don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if that is considered, would be considered the mark of the beast. I don't want it. I don't want the vaccine. It's my right. As an American, I'm not going to take it, and they, they can't force it on me. So um, good luck. I will stand my ground as long as I can. You know, I just, I'm sorry. I will. The truth must be told that, but that's me, okay? That's, I'm not telling you to do that. You do as you see fit. As I said, we've had <clears throat> we've had others that have uh, Christian brothers that have had to, had that vaccine because of uh, their work, and they have to take it because, or else they wouldn't have a job. And again, this is uh, you know, it's a slippery slope, and we begin to lose our freedoms like that, and just uh, you know, just letting you know. Just be, uh, just be praying that the, that that 
you know, when, a, when the time comes that we um, are be able to hold. And if you run into any difficulties, okay, if you're having problems, if you want prayer, <clears throat> I want you to, um, you know, you can write to me at the truth must be told 93 at gmail.com. And I will be glad to, um, I'll be glad to um, pray for you. And maybe I can put you in touch with some people that will help. I don't know. I, I, I can't promise anything. I just, you know, just I'm just winging this right now. All right. I just feel we need to pray. Heavenly Father, you know there are out, those people out there, Lord, right now within the sound of my voice that are hurting. They are hurting, desperately hurting. They may not have money for medications. They may not have money for gas in their car. They may not have uh, money for food. You know, they have to choose between food and medicine. Or, you know, just, Lord, there's just so much that's, that's going on, and you did not call us to be this way. But through, Lord, our difficult times, Lord, I pray that you open the hearts of others around those who are hurting. And give them the means and the ability and move by your spirit to provide for those needs as they're seen fit. Even if it's just giving them a call and saying, hey. Or going over and bringing a cup of coffee with you. Or bringing a cake over and say, hey, we're going to have some coffee and cake. <clears throat> Lord, there's just so much that we could be doing to lift each other up. As Christians, you, you, you told us, Jesus, that that by the love we show one another, that people will know that we're your disciples. And right now, there's not a lot of that love being thrown out there. So I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would start a revival, Lord, not only of people who need to come to you, but, Lord, who need to be moved by your Spirit to touch and reach out to the lives of others around them. And so, Heavenly Father, I just uh, surrender this, this night unto you, or surrender this podcast unto you, that you have your way. Please, Lord, let this message go loud and clear all across uh, the world, actually, as it's going. And even though I don't have that many listeners, Lord, there are people who are tuning in and are listening. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would uh, wake up those hearts. And for those of you who do not know Jesus, that the Lord has pierced your heart right now. Maybe something I've said has brought you to a, a, a place where, hey, I need to, um, I think I need to accept Christ. Well, it's a very simple thing to do, okay? Um, you just have to say a simple prayer, something like, God, I know that I have sinned against you, and I'm deserving of punishment. But Jesus Christ took the punishment that I deserve so that through faith in him I could be forgiven. With your help, I place my trust in you for salvation. Thank you for your wonderful grace and forgiveness and the gift of eternal life. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you've prayed that prayer, then please um, email me. I'll pray with you. I'll uh, give you some resources that you can use to help grow in your Christian faith. Because remember, the way of salvation is simple. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. 
for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you said that prayer, you know, you want to let somebody know, you can confess it to me. Truth must be told 93 at gmail.com. Okay? And keep your eyes open on the truthmustbetold.org at the website there, and we'll, um, we'll see how that goes, okay? We're just, uh, we're, you know, we're working on that, and we're going to do what we can. All right, so continue prayer for this ministry. I thank you for tuning in. Uh, I wish you all the best. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful day in the Lord, and we will see you probably Thursday. Good Lord willing, and the crick don't rise. Okay, thank you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.